What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. This is episode four, as we are going to recap the Bengals' 23-20 loss in overtime, which was one of the craziest games you will ever watch. Not one of the best games, but one of the craziest games you will ever watch in football. Um, we're going to talk about our thoughts on the game, talk about some key differences in the game and why we think the Bengals couldn't pull through. And we're going to talk about our outlook on the Bengals uh, after this game, tell you if our outlook on them has changed uh, and if it hasn't changed. But, uh, yeah, guys, I'm Parker Fields, of course, here with my co-host, Donnie Menke. Donnie? How's it going, man? And that was pretty depressing after that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Donnie, I – like I, I was just telling Donnie uh, right before we went live that I couldn't watch the four o'clock games. Like they were in the background, but I just couldn't fully pay attention to them because I was so upset still about the Bengals game. It just ruined my Sunday, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like you said, it was crazy, but not in a good way. I mean, that first half was just some like the worst half of football <laughs> that I've seen in a while from a professional. Yeah. In all seriousness, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. In all seriousness, I think less of the Steelers after that game. Their offense was atrocious. They did nothing the whole game. Yeah, and I don't even think, like, <laughs> I think Trubisky played better than I thought he would. I think the offensive line yeah. is just so bad that they can't do anything. Their biggest yeah. plays yesterday, all trick plays. Almost, I think, all but one that that yeah. they catch in overtime. It was like... They were all trick plays. It was ridiculous. Like, they couldn't do anything straight up. How many carries did uh, Claypool have? I feel like he had, like, five carries or four carries or something. He got – I don't think he get as many targets as I thought he would. But, like, yeah, they used no, him he, quite a bit in the run game. Yeah. Um, you want to go over a little bit, just like a little overview of the game? So, pretty much, if you didn't watch the game, first half, awful. I believe Burrow threw three picks in the first half, right? Yep, plus three fumble. in the first half and a fumble that was like called a pick live. But once they did the stat, like once they went back and stuff, it was a fumble, obviously, because his hand didn't move forward. But um, yeah, Burrow looked really rough in the first half, honestly. But the thing I love about Joe Burrow is because he threw those picks and he does not get phased whatsoever. Like when Andy Dalton didn't throw a pick, he was a really good quarterback. Like actually, like when mm -hmm. he didn't throw a pick, it's the problem was. When he threw a pick, he was phased, and it would just lead to just unwinding, and he just wouldn't th take any shots down the field after that. Burrow will throw three picks and still sling it and double coverage and not really give a shit. <laughs> he still trusts that he has the arm talent and gives Jamar Chase a shot to go get 50-50 balls all the time. Yeah, even as trustless as that first half was, the second half was, like, leagues better. Like, it was – they only allowed three points in the second half. They, they did enough to win that second half as long as um, Clark Harris doesn't get hurt. Even oh, yeah. With, because Burrow made, what, three game-winning throws on that last drive? Plus yeah. the touchdown that should have been the chase on the, the couple drives before that. It, it, yeah, it was the drive before. It was like two minutes left. The drive before, yeah. Yeah, and it it – you know he's going to give you a chance at the end of the game as long as you're in it. But seeing it after it, like that was – that was worse than the Bears game last year. That that was better than there. That was worse than any other game I've seen him play. That first half was, but the fact that he yeah. rebounded as well makes me think he will bounce back. It just, man, that's the sloppiest football. That first half was ridiculous. 
I think the integration of Brian Flores coaching up that defense, and he just had some looks that Burrow wasn't ready for. I think uh, Burrow was more ready for the standard Steelers defense they'd thrown out in the last two or three or two years. And I think Burrow just wasn't ready for some of those looks, and he was confused early on. But once he got in a rhythm with things, he seemed fine. Like once, once that yeah. end of third quarter, fourth quarter rolled around, he seemed like the Joe Burrow we all know and love. Yeah, I mean, because that first, even his first pick to Minka, like I don't know what he was looking at. He they had every receiver to the other side of the field was open. Yeah, but, and but and it's not even that Boyd looked open. Like he was covered, so I just don't know what you're seeing. Like, move on to your next read. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what he was seeing that play. He just wasn't yeah, in any kind of rhythm. He didn't have the zip on his throws. It just he. It took like you said. It took him a minute to get into to find a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could just tell he was really rusty to start that game overall. Like you could tell him and the offensive line because the offensive line was atrocious in the second half, and they really played much better in the or in the first half, they played much better in the second half. It still wasn't great, but it was not nearly as bad. Like, in the first half, Burrow had no time to throw at all, like, whatsoever. Yeah. And, it like, it still wasn't, like, tons of time, but it wasn't as much, like, people right in his face the whole time. Right. And it seemed like the offensive line in the first half looked like guys that had never played together before in, yeah. in life reps, which they haven't. And Cordell Molson gave up a sack first play. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> he, I saw people calling for him to be benched or something. Like, no. <laughs> it's his NFL yeah. debut against Hayward. Like, no. He, and that that's just ridiculous. So many wild takes coming out of this from the fandom. But getting back to the offensive line. I thought Lyle Collins was really bad in the first half, but looked a lot better in the fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah. Um, even before TJ Watt got hurt. So it wasn't just that. Um, and seeing, just seeing, you could see the, the line start to gel as the game went on because toward the end of the game, any sacks that Burrow took were mostly on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say something real quick, just about the fan base. Take a book out of Aaron Rodgers. R-E-L-A-X, relax. Because I saw so many people on Twitter, oh, it's the same bungles. Oh, we saw, like, like it's a game, guys. Like, everybody's just got to relax a little bit. I think this team is still going to be very good. It's a week one mm-hmm. game. The Rams got absolutely demolished, too, because people are coming for our, both of our necks. We're the two best teams last year. We end up in the Super Bowl. Teams are going to be giving us their best shot every time. And the Bengals played as bad as they possibly could and still should have won that game, had so many chances to win that game, and just didn't pull it off. You know, if our long snapper doesn't get hurt, Evan McPherson uh, isn't kicking with the laces facing him, <laughs> which obviously struggled. And it's not a slow snap for the extra point where it gets blocked. Like, we still easily, easily should have won that game. And I wasn't even that... I didn't lose any faith in this team after that one game because I think we played as bad as we possibly could on offense, and our defense looked shut down. Our defense was making play after play. Uh, Our secondary was just dominant yesterday. There was really nobody open for Trubisky down the field whatsoever. Besides that one, uh, Deontay Johnson, just incredible catch. Like, that's just a great play. Like, our secondary was shut down uh, last – or yesterday, sorry. Yeah, and 
that Deontay Johnson catch, they're professionals. You know, they're going to get one over on you too. They're, they're yeah. there for a reason. Um, my my biggest issue was honestly in the second half. It was coaching, the decision to not challenge the chase touchdown, the decision to um, punt with 15 seconds left on the play clock. If you're that worried about them timing up the snap, why don't you just run it down? Maybe take the delay of game because it's you're on the other side of the 50 at that point. You're in opposing territory. So why not take the delay of game? Maybe give you a little extra breathing room too to get it inside the five. And then once you've got a fresh play clock, just do it whenever. That way they can't time it up. Because yeah. those 15 seconds made it not a tie. <laughs> That's why it's an L instead of a tie. And, and I uh I here, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say the pool block that they expected Bolson to pool on TJ Watt that led to a play getting blown up. That it's just little coaching things to me that that really cemented the difference because of because of frankly how well they played otherwise in the second half. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I I absolutely hated the decision to go for the three when it was uh when we just ran the ball first and ten, ran the ball again, made it like third and six, I think, and then we just kicked it from the twelve or the eleven, maybe. I hated that decision there. We knew we don't have our long snapper. We saw the first attempt. You got to go for a touchdown there. And if you have to kick the field goal, then you kick the field goal there. I'm not saying throw it into double coverage, but let Joe know if somebody's open, make the play. If there's nothing like guaranteed, then just throw it away. I I didn't like to just completely just forfeit it there and just go for the three. Now, normally, yes, but not without the long snapper. I didn't like that. That that definitely played a part of it. But the, my bigger issue with that play was Huber because he's been holding for a long time. And if he can't get those laces around, just fall on it and take another chance. Yeah. Something. Just don't let him. Because it was that. third down, yeah. Yeah, it was third down. Just fall on it and just live to fight another down. Because the laces are inside, man. Like, I know that McPherson's not blaming anybody and he's blaming it on him not trusting the operations. But it's, I mean, the laces were totally facing McPherson. That's yeah. just an issue, whether he wants to admit it or not. Just fall on it and kick, give it another try on fourth. Yeah, I'm with you there. Huber should know to do that. There's just a lot of issues. The Steelers were handing us this game. I was watching it with my yeah. dad, and like me and my dad were talking about, like, we had 50 chances to win the game. The Steelers were doing nothing to win the game. They get the ball back on offense. With the Bengals only having two timeouts and a minute 40 left, I believe, the two-man yeah. warning had already passed. The Steelers go on to throw an incomplete pass. Or no, they ran the ball first, right? Ran the ball with Najee Harris. He got hurt. So mm -hmm. the Bengals didn't have to waste a timeout. So minute 35, second and 10. They throw the ball, which didn't understand that. And then they run the ball on third down and get nothing. So the Bengals then had a minute 30 with one timeout. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. I, I was watching that like, okay. We're coming out of that with a timeout. Burroughs looked a lot better. Chase is starting to get free a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they have a chance to come down and do this. Yeah. And it still took <laughs> it still took two penalties from the Steelers. They still had two fouls on that last drive that gave the Bengals extra chances with under 30 seconds left and no timeout. I know. <laughs> I mean Jamar, yeah. 
And Jamar Chase almost made the greatest catch ever. <laughs> like, damn near. If he would have got the feet down on that, not the greatest ever, Dude. but that would have been. His toe God. was like, it was like Kevin Durant's toe on the three-point line against the yeah. Bucks. Like, that was that close. It's because it he didn't, he didn't, he couldn't drag it. So he had to try and just tap it in because he couldn't yeah. drag it. So he just couldn't get it down. If he could have right. dragged it, he, he easily would have got it down. But And then Thomas missed. And then Thomas dropped that one in the end zone. The play after yeah. that. He's got lucky. He, he was just scared. He was scared. He dropped it before they even hit him. You could tell he was scared. To be fair, Minka had uh, had already hurt Boyd. And yeah. Hidden. But um, I digress. It... <laughs> And it's just so many chances the Bengals had to win that game, and it feels like everything had to go wrong for them to lose yeah. this game by a field goal. Literally, time expired. Yeah, that was like the and Packers overtime. game last year. Yeah, that was like the exactly Packers game last year, but on steroids. But on steroids, like it was twenty <laughs> times worse. Yeah, because they were facing Trubisky instead of Rogers. Yeah, and yeah, we weren't supposed to beat the Packers. We were supposed to win yesterday. That's why it felt worse. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Especially, I don't know about you, when Samaje Piran made that play off the fumble, I was like, oh, shit, like we got – because I was thinking, you know, the deeper the field goal, it's probably a better shot than a closer field goal for us right now with the snapping. Like, in all seriousness. Yeah. I was thinking I was just kind of thinking third time's the charm with that. Like Yeah. Fifty seven yarder. He already hit from fifty nine today. I was like, all right. 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 <laughs> that was it, the stupid what even is that rule? Like where does the NFL come up with that? It's like I don't know. It's so that you don't like at your it's it's so that like when you're falling down you don't just throw it forward to a teammate yeah. and call it a fumble. But still, man, like Burrow clearly just lost it there. Yeah, yeah, he literally, yeah, I think he was really trying to with nobody around. Like, if Samaj P. Ryan wasn't just alert as hell, like, obviously the Steelers could have taken it back. Right. Like, Samaj P. Ryan was just, like, paying attention. All right, but let's let's go over the stats a little bit here. Joe Burrow, 33 of 53, 338 yards, two touchdowns, four picks, and a fumble. Joe Mixon, 27 carries, 82 yards. Um on the ground, Joe Burrow, six carries, 47 yards on the ground. Jamar K- Chase, 10 catches, 129 yards. Mixon, seven receptions, 63 yards. Hayden Hurst had a solid debut. A really nice catch, too, on the sideline. Five receptions, 46 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd, four, four receptions, 33 yards, and a tutty. And then P. Ryan, three receptions, 33 yards. And then Higgins, two receptions, 27 yards. Um, that's for the offense for the Bengals. And then just a little overview for the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky, not great. 21-38, 194 yards and a touchdown. Claypool was their leading rusher. Six carries, 36 yards. Uh, Najee Harris, 10 carries, 23 yards. And then their leading receiver was Pat Fryermuth with five receptions, 75 yards. And then Deontay Johnson, seven receptions, 55 yards. Um, anything stand out uh, to you from that? Fryermuth's performance, probably. Like, I know he, yeah. got, a, he, he got free a couple times, and that was – I was hoping that – that wouldn't happen just because they seemed to, to really get better against tight ends after they got Trey Flowers. Um, but clear, like he he had a good game. He was he looks good from what I saw. He looked good in the blocking and game, and he caught some good some nice passes. So I, yeah. I like 
I was surprised about that. Um, seeing Chase do so well with Higgins out, like after Higgins went out. Yeah, that really shocked me. Carried. Yeah. Because I figured the Steelers would be like just trying to totally shut him down, just throw every resource at it because they were up big, just prevent the big plays. But man, <laughs> he caught a lot of those in the second half. When I was watching him last night, I was like, this guy really has the potential to be like a top five receiver ever. <laughs> like I was watching, I was like, this guy's going to have 35 or 3,200 yards by the time his second season's over. Like seriously, <laughs> like if he keeps it up, like, and uh, Alex Highsmith, or go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I was watching that and then I watched the Vikings game and Justin Jefferson did yeah, just put on an more. absolutely otherworldly performance. So. <laughs> We'll say he's yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah, that's just insane that those two and Joe Burrow were on the same college team. Like, hopefully one day, you know, Justin Jefferson wants to come play for the Bengals with Jamar Chase. <laughs> That'd be quite like, the show. It's like, man, look what I can do with Kirk Cousins. You give me Joe Burrow instead? Like, <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Uh, Alex Highsmith had three sacks yesterday. Um, the Steelers had how many sacks as a team? Uh, seven sacks as a team. Yeah, that's just the, we need to clean that up. We can't be giving up seven sacks anymore. We spent all this money on our offensive line. They got to clean that up. But they hadn't played together as a whole yet, so that could be partially. What yeah, it was, that's, that's definitely part of it, and part of it was Lyle Collins just being really, really bad that first half. Jonah Williams got beat a couple times. I'll say, I think two or three of them were on Burrow too, though just from not – it was either coverage or just holding the ball too long, not getting out of the pocket, whatever. But I thought they played – I, I think they um, – most of them came in the first half, right, the sacks? Yeah, I think it was like five or six in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I, I only remember one or two in the second half, and that's three quarters because overtime too, that's three quarters. Yeah, so I thought – yeah, I thought they played much better in the, the second half, which is why I'm not totally down on the offensive line. Yeah, but same. Still, it's got to be – you can't start off that poorly against Dallas next week because Parsons will destroy any chance you yeah, have if you start literally. off that bad. <laughs> Hopefully it's a, it's a Lyle Collins revenge game. He's just going <laughs> to be <laughs> pancaking be nice. everybody out there. Give us his insider info on how to stop Parsons. <laughs> uh, yeah. Donnie, can you give me some key differences that you thought were in the game, some matchup differences, whatever? You mean besides turnovers? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> anything anything besides turnovers, sure. Um, honestly, the coaching really stuck out to me. The Steelers were prepared. They were ready to go firing out of the gate. And they had the right game plan the first half, especially. They took advantage. Like that, that Minka pick six, I don't know. I think that one might have been just luck because Burrow was forcing early. And yeah. he had he had so many other options on that play, but they came out ready to go. And I think coaching was the difference because that that chase touchdown that didn't get called, even though the ref should have seen it, Taylor needed to challenge it, and they came away with zero points on that drive. So, and all the other little decisions we talked about, and I don't think Tomlin made those mistakes. I really don't. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, Mike Tomlin just seemed much more prepared overall. Like the Bengals just weren't ready to play immediately out, out of the gates. 
uh, the defense was ready to play. <laughs> that that that's yeah. for sure. The defense. I was watching yesterday. I was like, this defense looks. I don't know if the Steelers' offense is just that bad or our defense is that good. It's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> like this yeah. is probably a top ten to twelve defense, and that's probably a top or bottom ten offense as well. So it's probably a little bit of both. What I what I took away is the Steelers' defense is elite. <laughs> like straight yeah. up the way they at least the way they played week one i mean the stewards defense is always good but they seemed like they know how to stop the run better this year as last year they really struggled stopping the run um mixon had mixon honestly i thought really made some plays out of nothing because there really weren't many holes like at all and he was getting yeah. three to four yards on should be negative one yard carries and he was making them three four yards each time yeah, I think you're right. And Minka had a big part in that. Like, that dude was just everywhere today. Like, he made so many plays. It was, it, he had the pick six. He had a couple other key breakups. He was super vigilant in the run game. Probably he saved four points, right? There was one drive. Mixing got pushed out at, like, the four by Fitzpatrick, and they had to mm-hmm. settle for a field goal. So yep. that, I mean – they they won the game on Fitzpatrick's back yesterday. As much as yeah. as great as Watt is, and he is fantastic. Minka was the difference for them yesterday. Yep, I'm with you there. I'm with you there for sure. Um, lastly, let's just talk a little bit about what do we think about the Bengals going forward. Do you still have the same confidence level in them and everything? For now, yes. <laughs> because yeah. it's week one. Weird stuff happens. We saw the. Texans and Colts tie. Yeah. Uh, the, the same thing happened to the Bills last year where the pit, where the Steelers came out and just beat them. Yeah, um, but theirs was much worse. Yeah, they just got destroyed <laughs> by the Steelers last year. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, <laughs> Dallas had their worst opening game since Jimmy Johnson's first year as head coach. Like, it was just a weird week. Obviously, there's stuff you need to Titans watch. Titans lost to the Giants. Saquon yeah. Barkley looks like Penn State Saquon Barkley. This dude's going the MVP. Shit. <laughs> My dynasty team is thanking him for that. Um, yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> I drafted Saquon this year. Everybody told me, oh, Saquon, Saquon, stupid pick. Look at you. I knew he was right. going to bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the, there's, there's obviously stuff you've got to watch. Like, you want to see Burrow get that velocity back on his ball because he – he had some throws yesterday that he just needed more on it, like the, the near-miss touchdown to Chase in the first half when Chase was coming back. Um, mm-hmm. Needed to be a little little more zip on that ball, but he made that adjustment with Boyd's touchdown too. So, like, just seeing it more consistently, um, making sure the offensive line keeps gelling. And um, if they can continue to do that, man, um, I want to see more play action once they get better. Because, Much like, more play action. I saw a stat. The Bengals, Joe Burrow lined up under center 18 times yesterday. 16 of those were runs. That just can't happen. If the defense yeah. knows what kind of play you're going to run before you even snap, you're dead. These are Literally. NFL defenses. Yeah. It, pretty much so, if they're throwing the ball, they're definitely in the shotgun. Like, literally, they're yeah. always in the shotgun if they're throwing. Yeah. Um, and I know the numbers say they're good in empty sets, but it just makes me panic at this point. Yeah. <laughs> throw back there by himself. Um, what? Here, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. 
Uh, the one positive I was going to say that I just saw, Joe Burrow's legs look like they're fully back. Uh, he talked about that on the oh, McAfee yeah. show, like saying he's got wheels or something. He was saying something about like how he clocked the 20.8 miles per hour, and McAfee yeah. and his crew were like hyping him up, saying how fast he was and shit. And I, I was laughing watching that. But yesterday, like he had that one, I think like 25, 30-yard run. He was, he was moving on that. And just overall, a couple times they had him. Like last year he was elusive. Cause he's just got that pa- pocket presence where it's collapsing. He knows mm-hmm. how to duck, get under a tackle, whatever. Yesterday he actually looked fast. Like he he was moving mm-hmm. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice to see because that was one of his big pluses coming out of LSU was his ability to extend plays. So and get those lost yards. So seeing him make that yesterday was. I want to see more of that moving forward too, mm-hmm. just with less hits. <laughs> just less. Yeah, hits. literally. <laughs> Yeah, I like to see, though, he also, a couple times, it was uh, late in the game, it was like he could slide and get the be third and one, and he didn't slide on a, most of them. He was going for the – he was going and uh, taking a hit to get that first down. And, like, you don't want to see that, but it was nice to see. Like, last year he seemed – he was much more hesitant to take a hit. And oh, yesterday sure. he seemed like his legs were back under him, and he was just – he was ready. Yeah, and a couple of those – uh, led to scores like they put him in mm-hmm. in the scoring range and that that got him kept him in the game so the second half is why i'm not more worried going forward and why i still have yeah. some confidence obviously there's stuff that needs fixed and cleaned up like you can't have five turnovers and seven sacks like also that. we need to sign a long snapper we cannot they, be running out <laughs> they already elevated the guy by from, they from did preseason. yeah cal automated okay yeah, he's already okay, on the cool. he's already on the active roster. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah, right, thank Clark God. Is on IR. Yeah. yeah, he tore his bicep. That's gonna be a while. Oh yeah, we may not see him back this season. Yeah, yeah. How long has he been our long snapper? I think like 15, okay. 16 years. Yeah, I know he and you. You cut out there. What'd you say? You said Huber, he and, Huber and then he and Huber have been working together the whole time. They've Huber's been in Cincinnati. So like yeah, so that's yeah. yeah. Huber's been since today since what like I don't even know like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, quick thing, uh, I'm a little more confident going into this Cowboys game because Dak Prescott will not be playing. He's out six to eight weeks. Uh, I don't like to see that because I like Dak Prescott, but makes this game a little bit easier. Uh, we're going to definitely have to stop the run, though. Ezekiel Elliott looked really good last night. I don't know if you watched. like He looked a mm-hmm. little bit like old Zeke with some of those. He had a burst. He was not getting those usual, like you've seen the last two or three years it's been now. Zeke just like has a lot of negative two-yard runs where it's just like any other running back would burst and get two yards. Like He wasn't having those losses yesterday, and he just seemed a lot – he looked slimmer. Like He looked to yeah, be a did. lot slimmer out there. He looks like he's lost some weight, and he was a lot quicker. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's it's to me next week's going to be. We'll talk about more of this when we preview it later. But it seems like it's going to be almost a redo of the Steelers game. Yeah, defensively anyway, because that's that's kind of what you got to worry about is the running back with with Prescott out. And they don't have the same caliber of wide receivers. Like I might take CD Lamb over any Steelers receiver, but no. Yeah, I take CD, but the rest of them now. Yeah, I take yeah. CD over any of them, but not the rest of them. I wouldn't yeah. take C.D. Lamb over T. Higgins. Shit, like I wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't either. 
Are they thinking he's going to be available this week? I know it was a concussion, but uh, last I saw was no word yet. But they're it's not it's not that bad from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Like concussion wise, it's it's he's he's doing Mild. pretty well. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, First then concussion. he'll be ready to play next week. Hopefully. Yeah. Because I want to see CD or not CD. I want to see T Higgins and Jamar Chase on the field together. My fantasy team. Uh, it's probably gonna take the L because T Higgins got hurt. Sadly, it sucks. He was he was looking like he was gonna have a big day. He had he had five fantasy points. He only played <laughs> quarter and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was looking like he was gonna have a pretty decent day, especially because they were gonna. Little did he know they were gonna start airing the ball out. Right. Uh, <laughs> one thing I would say is we can't Joe Mixon can't be run the ball thirty times a game. We gotta have some sort of mix with a different running back in there, just a little bit. Yeah, you gotta. I think they wanted to air it out more today, but Burrow was just that bad in the first half. Legitimately yeah. terrible. I think his QBR was under ten in the first half. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. the second half it was in the seventies. So <laughs> did he? Did, did he have no touch? Or did he have no touchdowns once he threw his fourth pick? Or had he already thrown the touchdown to Boyd? I don't remember. I think he had already thrown the touchdown to Boyd at that point. Okay. I was wondering if he was zero touchdowns, four picks on the day at one point. I was about to say, I thought he was going to throw a Nathan Peterman game for a second there. I was like, oh. Like, four picks is, like, kind of common. Like, every quarterback pretty much has done that, like, once or twice or three times in their career, unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Like, four picks is, like, everybody's done it pretty much. Five picks, uh, sorry, AirPod fell out. Never happens. <laughs> so I was hoping yeah, he wasn't no. throwing the five pick game. Yeah, I just <laughs> it was weird yesterday. I was worried like every time he dropped back to throw. Yeah, same. I was which is, is weird. Yeah, and like Burrow's never gonna be a five interception a season guy because he's like like Mahomes and Brady like they're gonna throw 12, 13 picks because they sling the ball around like they're not gonna. Like, Aaron Rodgers is the only dude who's not throwing any picks that actually takes risks. Like, Kirk Cousins, those guys, they don't take any risks, really. So, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I and will say one Rod- thing. Here, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, I think Rodgers even takes less risks. Less, yeah. Like, a lot. Like, he's still above yeah. that Cousins tier, but he's not in that top tier. Yeah. And um, I was going to say, watching the Bucks game last night, though, I was thinking – People are wide open for Tom Brady to throw the ball to. I was like, oh, my. I swear the Bengals receivers are never that open. It's always like Jamar chases in double coverage and Burrow throws it in a tight window and he throws the back shoulder and he catches it or something. Like, they're never just wide open across the field. Mike Evans, uh, one of on pace to have one of the greatest careers ever in terms of yards and stuff, just wide open in the middle of the field. And I was watching. Yeah. I was like, nobody's ever that open in a Bengals game, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I think part of that scheme, part of that's OL, part of that's the Dallas secondary is just boomer bust, like all the way through. Yeah, it, it's funny. Trevon Diggs was first team All Pro, and his PFF ranking was like 84th of 126 or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I saw in the game, and I was like, yeah, that shows you what like analytics think of Trevon Diggs versus what his stats tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Diggs is he's polarizing as hell. Like I don't know another yeah. way to describe him. <laughs> you are you ready to see that matchup between him and Chase? As long as Chase goes for two hundred, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't even think he might not have the opportunity unless he does it in the first half because with Cooper Rush, I hope we blow them out. I would hope, but you never know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> After today, you can't take anything for granted. Yep. All right. Uh, you got anything else to talk about here? Uh, nope, that's all I got. All right, uh, this was episode four of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy. If you did, do me a favor, listen on Spotify, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe on YouTube, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all, all, at, all at All Day Cincy. And, uh, yeah, that's all for this podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy. We'll see you on the next one. See you guys. See you. All right.